All right, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Giorgio Says the Podcast. I'm your host, Giorgio. And before we get into today's episode, I do want to let you guys know that I will be traveling in Europe. I'll be in Greece for about two weeks. So my podcast will still be coming out on Wednesdays. My Patreon will still be coming out on Friday. And I will do as much TikToking as I can um, and Instagram as well. So just so you guys are aware, I will be on holiday the next two weeks, but my content will still be coming through. So no worries there. And also, I want to let you guys know, for any new patrons that just subscribed, I am very grateful to you. I have some new patrons that I want to welcome in, um, so I'm going to send some notes out today. I am trying my best to figure out what the one-on-one outreach is for Patreon. I know that is uh, an offer that has been extended. I still can't seem to figure out where on Patreon I would deliver that to you, so I'm getting creative. I obviously... um, can still do them, but I might have to send them to your emails rather than on the actual app. So if anyone is aware of how that works, please send me a DM or an email because I am quite lost. Okay. So if you're not following me guys um, on Instagram, it's Giorgio, not Armani. Giorgio, not Armani's Instagram, my stories, I constantly feed you guys with as much tea as I possibly can. My feed is another story. I have definitely been brainstorming on how to revamp the Instagrams. I still want to get into my aesthetic. I'm still figuring out what that is, you know, post pandemic. And I'm hopeful that this vacation will kind of reinvigorate me, if you will. So give me a follow at Giorgio Not Armani. You can also follow me on TikTok. That is where I spill the tea daily. Um, and that's at Giorgio Says. And if you're feeling quite spicy, you can also go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, You can also view my podcasts on there in video format as well as Spotify. Um, But yeah, let's get into today's episode because there's been some talk for a couple of weeks um, about Beverly Hills and just some shakeups and cast changes. Now, this comes up around this time every season. Whatever the franchise is, there's already like reports coming out that, you know, oh, major cast shakeup coming for the next season. And not that that they're not true. It's just sometimes they get a little bit far-fetched. But in this particular case, I want to dive into a blind item that came out recently. And shout out to the real Andy of Beverly Hills, because he's actually been talking about this before the blind item came out. And I think, gosh, I was just um, referencing it because I was going backwards on his YouTube channel to find the specific video and I couldn't find it, but I know for sure he's been talking about this for a little while, at least a couple months. Um, And the blind item just came out. So, you know, his sources clearly know what's going on. My sources kind of sent me similar tea, but not to the extent of or the detail rather that Andy's uh, sources gave him or where his sources are pulling their information from. However, it's now gotten to the point where as we're watching the show, I don't think it's that 
surprising when you hear who possibly could be on the chopping block. Now, this is all alleged. This is not confirmed. So again, things can rapidly change. The reunion has not been filmed yet, nor has there been any talk of the reunion happening as of yet. Usually Andy sends out a tweet saying, you know, we're getting ready for, you know, the such and such franchise's reunion. So please send in your questions for the cast. We obviously just got that for Atlanta because we know that they just filmed the reunion for Atlanta. But this blind item goes into saying that there's going to be three diamonds that are exiting or being replaced. And at first it was seeming like it was going to be two, but it looks like now this per this blind item, it looks like it's three. And the three people, which is no shocker, um, are Lisa Rinna for her social media disaster of a, you know, campaign that she was pulling um, a couple months back. Obviously, Erica Jane is named as the criminal. And then we have, and this is so shady, whoever wrote this, uh, Diana Jenkins, the blind names her as the lip licker, which then brought me back to that Orbitz gum commercial. And I know that the if you remember the commercial, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it was like a scene where this, I guess the wife walks in on her husband and he's with another girl, but they're going back and forth, but they're using words that should be like profanity, but it's not, it's just a play on words. So there's a part where she calls the woman a lint liquor. And so I instantly, when I read lip liquor, I was like, it brought me back. Anyways, I digress. So these are the three that are being named as potential exits for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, for Diana Jenkins, She's not been a fan favorite. She had obviously, you know, that hiccup with Philly Diva um, back, I think it was maybe a month, a month and a half ago at this point. So she's not being well received. And I mean, quite honestly, I don't think that she brings anything to the show. And I know that people that are on their first season, typically we're not going to get too, too much out of them in terms of a storyline. So I know that typically your first time as a housewife, we're not a, we're not reliant on you to give us anything, so to speak. We're we're kind of just getting to know you within this group that we already know. And so the same kind of went for Diana. I was very open to getting to know her, but I think either she's getting a weird edit and they're showing her as not being as um, involved in conversations when she's around the ladies, or I don't know. It's it's very strange, but I will say this. I do think that it's clear that I don't think she would be upset if she wasn't asked to come back because ultimately the way it's playing out, I don't see how this is really benefiting Diana's brand in the way that I think she thought it was going to. Like, I don't think she realized, I think she thought this was going to help kind of solidify her image a little bit more. She was going to be able to clear up the rumors that were, you know, following, you know, following her around or whatnot. And then also she could um, promote her boyfriend's music career, because as I've mentioned in a previous podcast, or maybe it was my Patreon, I can't remember, but it, I think they both own a record label together or he, they partnered on that. And so part of that is being on the show, obviously there's nothing wrong with using the platform to promote something. I'm not a hater when it comes to that. I get it. 
that's what it's for essentially like you want to use that platform for something and why not i think it's just like specifically on this last week's episode where it was a clearly produced scene where asher's playing the piano and diana just you know casually walking down the stairs and she makes a comment in her confessional saying like you know i love it when asher's you know forgets that i'm even here and he just goes into his like little zone and he starts playing music and da 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 and they're showing her coming down the stairs and it's like come on these are the moments that really irritate me about it it's like let him let him play the piano let us see him play the piano let's see how great he is right but why add in all this commentary when we know that he knows he knows he knew you were in the house in that particular moment maybe other times not so much but in this moment you guys wanted to show us that asher sweeps you off your feet without you even realizing it because he just sits down at the piano and he's just like hitting the keys you know but it's like wait a minute you didn't think that she was in the house but you saw the four producers the lighting you know the taped cords on the floor all of that stuff that didn't register as diana being in the house but okay i digress again no i mean i think it's great use the platform monetize it as you as you wish but just know that like the viewers can read through all of that at this point like we've been there done that you can't really slide too much in front of us without us looking at it sideways and being like wait a minute because as we've known like we're all like private little investigators out here and and some of you are way better at it than i am and you guys will go and you'll do your due diligence and you'll come back and report back and be like that's not true or this isn't true or why did they show this when this is really going on so you know these are things that i think the producers also look at I also think that Diana doesn't really fit the aesthetic of what this group is giving us in the sense that she doesn't even look like she would actually hang out with these women on a normal day. At least for me, I feel... So it's very clear to me that Diana doesn't fit in this group whatsoever. She doesn't even look like she would hang out with any of them. I know that she knows Lisa Renna, and I think that's the one connection that they have. But again, I don't know how friendly they are outside of the show. I think they just know of each other and have obviously been around each other. Lisa Renna did her book, Room 23. So obviously there's, you know, a connection there in terms of a friendship. But outside of that, she's not really even leading Diana into the group, really, other than just introducing her and and, and kind of letting her go, which is kind of Lisa Renna's style. She is more than happy to bring someone on, but she's either going to use you for a storyline or she's going to completely send you out by yourself to possibly drown. And she's not going to even throw um, a life jacket your way. We saw this with Sutton when Sutton first came on the show as a friend of. Um, she didn't really guide her too much, which is fine. I guess you don't want to give away too much. You want people to experience it and figure it out on their own. But to some extent, if you're really this person's friend, you throw them a bone. Nonetheless, so I'm not too concerned if um, Diana Jenkins doesn't come back for another season. Now with Erica and Lisa Renna, it's tricky because I'm not sure... I think one or the other needs to go. I don't know if both need to go. 
And I know a lot of you are going to probably not like this, but I feel like we should keep Lisa Renna. She's good for TV. She knows what she's doing. And listen, here's the other thing with the social media stuff to us as viewers, it looks like a disaster, right? But there's also stuff that goes on behind the scenes with production and the network and all these things. And it's a very, very, um, it's a very well-oiled machine. So nothing is ever, and, and that's just in entertainment period. Nothing's ever the way it actually seems. So I feel that, and this is just my guess, there's a possibility that production had Lisa Rinna doing that stuff to create more um, excitement around the show or, you know, whatever have you. So it could be that. Now, I do know also recently, I think it was last week, um, Lisa Rinna must have either hired a social media manager or she talked to somebody because her Instagram is completely changed. Not to the point where it's like completely different, but it's definitely cleaned up. She's not, she doesn't like her in-feed posts have, she's gotten rid of a lot of the stuff, like the memes and stuff that she would reshare. She still reshares stuff, but I've even noticed yesterday, I think she reshared something from Drunk Drawn on Instagram, who, if you're not following them, by the way, you need to, they do amazing, amazing artwork of the housewives and pop culture situations. Nonetheless, she did share it, but the way she posted about it was different than she would have been in the past. So I have a thought that she's maybe hired a social media manager to just kind of deal with that because it's clear that when Lisa Rinna, whether she's put up to it or not, she gets in her moments where she gets on there and she starts up, you know, we've all been there. We wake up to the stories and we're like, oh, here she goes again. So I'm not quite sure that it's going to be because of her social media antics that, that she's like, oh, I think ultimately it's like, there's some dynamic going on between her and Erica, where it's like, to me, Erica is a liability for Lisa Renna because this season we're not really getting anything in terms of any of the legal stuff that's going on with Erica, because now Erica's putting on this front that she's a mess and her life's falling apart right in front of our eyes. And ha, this is my life now. You know, she's got this whole thing, which again, I don't buy it. I don't think that she's not playing this part up so to distract away from any questions regarding the things going on. And this is where I have issues. Like, I don't want to see another season of Erica coming up with something to distract from what's really going on. The point of being on the show is to talk about what's going on in your life in that moment. And there was a lot of stuff going on while they were filming that current season as well. Now, I'm not saying we need another season 11 situation where we have the whole season revolve around Erica and her stuff. I don't need another season of that, but I don't need a whole season of watching her stumble on her words or talk about how she mixes her Lexapro with her, her drinks. And then, woohoo, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I can go for another season of that. I also find it to be a little cringe to watch her lately. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I, I'm more, it's more cringy because I feel like she's putting on this act. And so it's like, why would you go out of your way to look like this? I would rather have her be how she was last season, more stern, more open to sharing a little bit more, but 
I don't know. It's really hard to tell because it, it's clear that I can't tell who the real Erica is. The other thing that's weird is that she posted something on her Instagram. I think it was last week where it was like a video of an, it looked like an app um, called the Pretty Mess Dungeon. As we talked about, you know, she brought that up on the show that, you know, someone that she was hooking up with mentioned to her that she could be a good dominatrix. And so she decided that this could be a business venture um, because as we know, Pretty Mess Hair is not giving what it was supposed to give. And I'm, I'm not really sorry. I, I had a lot of people message me. I don't know why recently, because I think actually Dana brought it back up. She didn't use my name, but people know where the videos came from, where I kind of reverse image searched the images on her site and kind of showed you guys where she was getting the hair from. Not a big deal. Not, not an all an uh, issue to drop ship. Most businesses do that. However, there's a difference between drop shipping a product and doing custom manufacturing. Now it looks like she had custom manufacturing on packaging, but I don't think the hair and all that was done customized to her view and all that stuff. Cause again, I think she's trying to pump out business to try to make a buck any way she can, which fine do that, but have some integrity. And I didn't feel like the pretty mess hair situation had any integrity. I feel like it was just a cash grab because the pricing and all that stuff. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again, but I'd say that to say, you know, if that's going to be her thing, great. But then let's see that. Let's see Erica going on dates. Let's see her having conversations with different, you know, people about that, not just with, you know, Mikey and her assistant who she's always seemingly around. And also, she's not really giving us anything. She's giving us a front. And we know it's a front because we can turn the show off, go on any social media platform and see that she's being called out. There's a new lawsuit. There's this going on. She's appealing the earrings being taken. So it's just, it's this whole thing in the background and it's not being discussed. So, you know, if anything, if, if they decided to get rid of two, I would say, let go of Diana and Erica. Because I don't think there's a need for another Erica storyline. What other, what, what is she going to give us next season? Are we going to see her dating? She's not even divorced yet. She can't. She can't even do any of those things yet because of everything that's going on. So what are we going to see her doing? Continue to play chemist with the alcohol and the, and the antidepressants or what? I don't know. I mean, another business venture, are we going to see her opening up the pretty mess dungeon and throwing a launch party for that? So that four people could show up to that. I mean, I'm, I know I sound like I'm hating on her. I'm not. I just don't understand the logic behind her decisions. And I think it has a lot to do with the people around her. I think Mikey is not being honest with her. I don't think her assistant is being honest with her. I think these people are yes people because they're somehow getting compensated still. So I don't know. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. Maybe you guys know something out there that I don't know. Um, all I know is, is that we definitely need a shakeup. I don't think Kyle, as much as she plays on the fact recently that she may not come back, I don't necessarily think if she does or doesn't come back, it has anything to do with production. I think it has everything to do with when she's ready to leave, she will leave. But we also know that the head of Evolution, the production company who does Beverly Hills, who was very close with a lot of the women, the Fox Force Five in particular, 
is no longer there. And the new person coming in, I have heard, wants to kind of take the show in a different direction. They don't really care for this like clickiness and um, just the behavior on the show, which we all have called out in many ways. It's just, it's clearly like the system is the same every season. They pick one person, they all go after them to try to run them off the show. And I think, you know what? We're all getting tired of it. So I think people are just saying, get rid of all of them then, because it, you can't tell sometimes who's doing what. It's usually not the person who's the loudest that's doing the most sneaky things, by the way, in, in my experiences. So I know we all want to point the finger at Lisa Rinna, but I think she's just grabbing onto whatever she can because she can't share anything about her life. It's in her contract. She can't talk about her husband. She can't talk about what's going on in her marriage. She can't talk about that. She doesn't, she brought up her kid's eating disorder, but that was about it. She doesn't have anything to go off of. Now, her and Erica, Lisa Renna and Erica's contracts are up, you know, after the season's over. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, they may do one of two things. They may offer them a friend of role or they may offer them a lower salary purposefully because then they know that the person on the other side of the table will be like, absolutely not. I'm not going to come do this show for this little bit of money. Bye. Now, do I agree that we have too many women on this season? Yes, I do. I, I, at first, I thought it would be great. But then I realized it was just because we were coming off the back of season 11. It was just like all about Erica. And I was just like, I would love to have some other stories going on, some other conflicts that don't necessarily involve Erica. But it's too many women. And I think we all realized that at Rena's rosé party. Because there was a, there was like, 30% of the, the cast wasn't at that thing because of COVID or COVID scares. And it was, it was fine. We had just, we had the content we needed without those other ladies being there. I'm not saying that those ladies don't bring anything. What I'm saying is, is I don't necessarily think we need to make the cast bigger. I think we need to pick different players. And I think we need to stop picking people that come into this with an alliance and a pact to like ride or die this out because it just isn't giving us what we need to be given, especially for Beverly Hills. Because I think Beverly Hills, it's built on the conflict, but recently it seems like people are digging into like legal stuff and we're going down these paths to try to bring people down all for the sake of protecting a couple people and what might surface or may not surface or they're afraid will get surfaced. So it's clear that we need a shakeup. And you know what? When there's a new boss in town, it doesn't matter how good you are. If they have a new vision, it's their call. They can make the call however they wish to. So I think that also pans us back to when um, Diana, Erica, and Lisa were in Hawaii. And that was the same time when Erica came back and she was served when she flew back into LAX with Lisa Renna. And I had a weird suspicion that they were there talking about stuff regarding what they were going to do at the reunion, what they wanted to bring up. And as we know, right before the reunion, producers meet with each of them and say, what would you like to bring forward to the reunion? Blah, blah, blah. So I feel like there's something in place here. And I think from what I've been reading and hearing, and there's nothing to confirm or deny it, but I feel like they're, what they're going to try to do is Lisa and Erica... I think what they're going to do is come in with the, the racism strategy. And I've also heard they're trying to tie Sutton in on this. 
So it looks like they're going to try to do this. And I had a thought about this because I, as I mentioned before, I really don't think that they're going to bring up Kathy's, the, the racial allegations that she said these things in Aspen. I don't think they're going to show that. I think they're going to focus more on what Kyle said about, uh, about what Kathy said about Kyle in Aspen rather than the racial slurs. But what I do think will happen is I think Rinna will bring it up at the reunion. I think she will try to push for that because she wants it out there. That's why she was so loud on Instagram. Um, and then we'll see where it goes. But this is what I'm hearing, hearing that now Sutton is being a target at the reunion. And it's going to be that they're going to try to expose her for being a racist as well. Now, if they're going to tie that into what the situation between her and Crystal was, I think Crystal shot her foot. She shot herself in the foot when she went and watched What Happens Live and said that there was more to that that she still hasn't shared. And I think at that time, she was kind of in an alliance with the Fox Force ladies, if you will, not fully in, but it, it seemed like they were trying to get her to come to their side. So I can imagine if maybe they put that in her ear to kind of throw out there to just kind of mess with Sutton. It's clear that they're coming after Sutton this season. And for everyone that keeps telling me on TikTok, I'm wrong. I, I said it in a TikTok, she's carrying this season thus far on her back and we're more than halfway through. And it's still, my opinion still stands. She's still carrying the show on her back. Everyone, she's had conflict with every single person except for Garcelle this season. And she's holding her own. So say what you want about her. She knows what she's doing. She's a smart cookie. So no, I... I think with stuff like that, I think the strategy is going to be key at the reunion, specifically for Rinna and Erica Jane. Diana, not so much because, again, she's a first season housewife. She doesn't, from what I'm hearing, she's not even really pleased with the way that the show is making her aesthetic look. So I wouldn't even be surprised if she could give a, a crap about coming back, but maybe she would. Maybe she feels like, oh, maybe if we get these people off, maybe it would be a better show. I don't know. People, are interesting and specifically people like Rinna, who I've talked about this before, love or hate her. She likes to work, which is good. I think it's great. I love to work. I love to do things. I love to keep busy. Um, but I think the show has gotten to her head and I think it's given her this reclaimed level of fame that I think she hasn't had since like the Melrose Place days, if I'm honest. And I think that it's gotten to her head. And I think her husband was clear. As long as you don't have my stuff come up into it, I really don't care what you do. I'll support you, you know, but the family does not get brought into it. And I think she had to work really hard to build that into her contract. Now, I don't know how much longer you can do that when you are on a show like this. Because if that's the case, then bring Kathy Hilton on. And then she can have a contract similar to Rena's that says, the husband, she can have a husband and, and, and children clause where they're not allowed to talk about it. They've done it for Brandy. They've done it for Brandy. Not, it's, it's not like set in stone. I think Kathy would never say out loud right now that she would love to join full-time, but I do think she would love to join full-time. I think if the contract was right, I think if they appeased her, but again, we'll have to see how they how things play out for this season. Now, do I think that they're protecting Kathy a little bit because she's Kathy Hilton? Yes, I do. I think that 
I even said this when the mid-season trailer came out. That trailer was allegedly supposed to come out two days prior. Okay. And my first thought was when it didn't come out the day that they alluded to it coming out, I said, I bet you they're having to get approvals from Kathy's people because she probably is on them being like, you better not. You better not even try it, Bravo. So I think they had to play. I, I don't know. And I could be wrong about that, but I just can't imagine that she's not aware of what it is. So next season, it could look different. Obviously, right now with everything that's going on, why would she say, yes, I want to come as a full-timer when they're doing this to her as a friend of? You might as well be a full-timer, Kathy. That's my opinion. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if even as a friend of, she's making almost as much as maybe what one of the full-time housewives is making, at least, you know, because of the fact that she is a Hilton, she's going to demand more money, which good for her because she's been in this industry for a long time. So it's not like she just popped up out of the woodwork. It, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I know a lot of you have made it very clear you want Erica and Lisa Renna off the show. Specifically, Lisa Renna, I think you guys are completely, not I think, I, I can probably confidently say at this point, I know that you guys do not want her on the show and you don't buy any of the crap that she's selling. I posted a TikTok, um, was it last week? Maybe, I think it was last week where I, you know, I lost my dad two years ago. I get it. Grief is a crazy thing. And I know it impacts everyone differently. So I was coming from an empathetic place because she had just posted something like, please give me some grace on this week's episode. I'm going to have like a breakdown about Lois's death. And, you know, that struck a chord with me because it's like, you know what? This was her mom. So I went on. I just said, hey, let's give her some space. Let's give her some grace. She lost her mom. She's filming the show. Maybe let's try to be nice. But then I watched the episode and then I was like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Because you now are spinning this into this whole thing as to why you are coming after Sutton. And you're, and no offense, but Lois passed away recently. Rena. Just to be fair, Rena has been acting like this prior to that. So it's not like this is a new behavior that just came about. If it was, then I would definitely be on the grief train about it and be like, no, this is grief. This is how it shows. But and then a lot of you pointed out something very valid. Nobody showed any grace to Lisa Vanderpump when she was filming and her brother had just died, which is true. And it's sad, you guys, because when I go back and I watch the that episode, there's zero empathy for Lisa Renna. They have, they, you can tell, and she knew they were icing her out. It's very cold. It's very manipulative. This is why you don't go on shows like this with your friends. That's not what it's for because ultimately they're jobs. They're paid jobs that come with different benefits popularity contests then come right after that and then before you know it one friend is jealous of the other and especially if the one friend who's no longer popular has brought someone else on who's now becoming more of a fan favorite than they are then that 
that sends people spiraling. And I wouldn't be surprised because I think the connection with Sutton coming on was that she knew her through Lisa. At least that's what production wants us to believe. But do I think they know of each other? Of course I do. I don't think that they didn't know of each other. They clearly were entangled in some ways because I know that, can't think of his name, but the makeup artist that came out with the glam app thing or whatever, I guess she was an investor in it or she invested money in it and they had a falling out. Nonetheless, he was working with Lisa Rinna at one point as her makeup artist. So I think there was that connection. Nonetheless, it's clear Sutton and Garcelle are friends. We love to see it. I love it. I love that Sutton and Garcelle have each other's back, but they don't, they don't gang up on people in the way that like Lisa and Erica do. And we saw that again, you know, last week where it's like, they keep trying to spin this narrative that Sutton is a liability for Garcelle because what they're trying to do is isolate Sutton. And they can't do that if Sutton's got Garcelle because Garcelle is going to call things out as she should. And this is why I absolutely love Garcelle on the show. If Garcelle and Sutton were not on the show, we would not, I, I don't think the show would be doing as well because they wouldn't be, no one would be bringing up some or asking questions rather that those two are, are asking and trying to get answers to for us as the viewer to give us the entertainment value in the show. So it'll be interesting, but I don't think that Sutton and Garcelle are going anywhere. I do feel like Cherie will get upgraded depending on how the rest of the season goes. But as of right now, I can see her being upgraded to full-time status next season. And I can also, I wouldn't be shocked, guys, if things played out for Kathy, that she would also be a full-time diamond holder. Which, you know what, by the way, if that's the case, then she doesn't have to worry about next season of anything coming at her because they're giving it to her now. They're going after Kathy for the latter part of the season on this current one. So if she does come as a full-time they don't need to make her earn her money. And that's the thing about this whole thing. She's being treated like a full-timer in terms of the conflict and the, and the scandal. But she's not, it's just never happened that way. Like you don't usually have the friend of be the main point of the drama for any part of the season. I mean, they play into things maybe. Sure, they are supportive of the friend that's going through it. Absolutely. But are they the actual target? Not necessarily. So this is why I think it's going to be interesting to see the reunion. Obviously, Kathy's got some things up her sleeve. I doubt she's going to walk in there and play dumb. She may play dumb to the to the point where she'll play her character, but I don't think she'll be able to play that for too long because she's going to have to come with answers and receipts. Now, if they only touch on the Kyle thing, then that's fine. But I do have a feeling, like I said earlier in this episode, Rena's definitely going to try to charge at her about those racial slurs that she allegedly heard her say. And apparently Erica heard her say it too. But now it seems Erica's got her eyes set on Sutton. And we know that Diana doesn't care for Sutton. So I wouldn't be surprised if those three try to gang up and create a narrative around Sutton to try to make her look bad. But I don't know, guys. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I think we're in episode 14 this week. So we'll have to see what happens. 
for the remainder. I think we'll have seven more episodes, which will come and go, which will be interesting to see how the next few episodes come and how they line it up for Kathy and all that that's, you know, coming our way. All right, guys. Well, before I leave you on today's episode, I again want to thank all of my Patreon subscribers. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I really appreciate all my supporters on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. I couldn't do any of these things literally without any of you. And I really appreciate all of your feedback on my podcasts. I, you know, I'm staying steady with the Wednesday episodes. It's doing really well. It seems like everyone now knows that they come out on Wednesdays, which is exactly what I wanted because I was just kind of throwing them out as I saw fit in the past because I wasn't sure what direction I was going to take this show on, but it's evolving and growing and I'm happy with it. And I'm happy that you guys are loving it. And until next time, guys, I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.